All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. My name is Josh Bills. I'm one of the hosts here. I am a pastor at the Well Church, and I will let you guys introduce yourself to our listeners today. I'm Russ Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church. Good to be with you. I'm Jonathan Van Hoogen at Dayspring Reformed Church. You can find us at dayspringboise.com. Dayspringboise.com. All right, so we have been talking about... uh, basically passing through the valley of the shadow of death, uh, how the gospel applies to our difficulties, our trials, uh, not only difficulties that uh, have come upon us uh, due to no fault of our own, but also difficulties that we uh, invite into our life. And so, did I get that right? You're grabbing, your MC, your MC Herman over there, grabbing hold of your mic like you're going to start a rap song or no, something. No, you're, you're nailing it. I okay. was just going to... to Supplement? Say something. No, just say something about the topic we were going to talk well, about please, today. Please go ahead. And all of us in the studio all believe that the Word of God is essential, um, not just in the life of us as individuals, but the life of the church. That we all strive to pastor congregations that are word-driven, word-saturated, um, and all of us would maintain that we believe that it's the word that, uh, as it's accompanied by the spirit, that brings about um, the change in each of our, our hearts and lives. Yeah. And so we would all be advocating with our people that they need to, to be in the word of God, that the word of God needs to be in their hearts, their, the word of God needs to be in their minds, that they need to be word-saturated. Yeah. And so... Um, May I interrupt you now? Yes, please. <laughs> That's because th- there's, on top of all the other attributes uh, that the word is inspired, that the word is infallible, there's two important attributes that we need to pay attention to, especially in the role of when we're suffering. First one is the attribute of sufficiency that Second Peter 1 says that in God's word, he has given us everything that we need for life and godliness, godliness which means the word has what we need for suffering. But there's one more attribute, and it's the efficacy of God's word. So the efficacy of God's word is that it actually uh, is successful in um, gaining the effects that God has in mind. So Isaiah 55, God compares his word to the rain that brings forth vegetation. Hebrews 4, God compares his word to a sword that slashes and cuts. Jeremiah talks about the word being a hammer that breaks rocks into pieces. All of these pictures, and you can multiply them out, the word does stuff mm-hmm. uh last night i was reading that was a theological phrase right there. yes it stuff. was it does <laughs> stuff uh I'm talking to, to chuck not to charles at that point um, <laughs> <laughs> um the word does stuff uh last night uh, i was with my 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 stepmom who's in hospice care she's laying on her bed she's she's in and out um she, she probably only has either hours or days to live and what did i do all i did was open up the word and read to her Mm-hmm. And it changed the atmosphere of the room because God's word is effective in what in what it is purposed to do. And we're going to advocate how the word is is so important as we go through life and especially the difficulties of life. But I think each of us would also say that just as as important as it is to be in God's word in the midst of the difficulties and suffering, we need to be storing up nuts for the winter ahead of it. 
Um, so the idea is that we should have God's word in our hearts and minds um, so that as we come into the difficulties of life, we have a well that we can draw from that will yeah. sustain us in the middle of those difficulties. So yes, it's always great to turn to the Lord in the pain, in the sorrow, in the in the hardship, whatever it is. However, you need it's, to prepare. It's even better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. To have it ahead of time. Oh, sorry, I was banging the table. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's not my pulpit. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we, we did mention this yes, on a, a previous right. show. Just like you're preparing to go on a vacation, or I just took my son to, to college. We had to do all these preparations. Well, those are important events. But the suffering that you go through, these are some of the most important things that you'll ever face as a Christian, and you need to prepare for those times. Remember in the in the dark what you learned in the light. And I, I think and that's that, so and important. That was, and that statement was given to John the Baptist when he was in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, that he was to remember in the dark what he had been what had been revealed to him in the light, mm-hmm. that Jesus was the Lamb of God. Okay, so um, on your your on your preparation notes here, you have Psalm one nineteen. But before we no no, we'll, we'll go to Psalm one nineteen. So one of the ways, so Psalm one nineteen is the longest chapter in the Bible, and nearly every verse, with the exception of three or four, deal with God's word explicitly. And so I'm going to use Psalm one nineteen to um, at least show you one way that you can prepare for suffering ahead of time, and it's at the very beginning of the book, Psalm. 119 verse 11 the psalmist says i have stored up your word in my heart that i might not sin against you you use the analogy of a squirrel mm-hmm. you i think you watched too many kids movies i mean i wanted to confront you on this sin for quite a while yeah, but well no that's good. i think on the that's air good. is the most appropriate time yeah, to do yeah, that yeah. you watch too many kids movies i, I do i do <laughs> but but storing up the word store so how do you store up the word? He's he's obviously talking about memorization here. Um, mm-hmm. you, if you if you read it and immediately you forget what you read, that's not storing up the word. Mm-hmm. So so memorizing the word is one more discipline that that you need. Just like you store up your luggage, you store up your car to go on the trip. You need to store up your mind with the word of God. Yeah, I think in the Hebrew this actually says, "I've stored up your word in my heart as a squirrel that I might." Not <laughs> yeah. I'd have to go back and check. Yeah. <laughs> right. So maybe. Um, okay. So if we're talking about preparing for suffering, what are some passages that would be good to memorize in preparation for suffering in your life? What are some passages that would be good to memorize ahead of time? Well, there's there's a number of them. Deuteronomy thirty three twenty seven. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. I mean, just a just a comfort of knowing that He's there. Uh, Psalm forty six one. God is our refuge and strength, and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, will I not fear? Um, you know, we have we have you know. Hebrew, and, and Hebrews the next 13, verse 5. in that though. Yeah. The next verse of, of Psalm 46 is important because it says, though the earth give way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. So God is a refuge and strength in the midst of, of 
those the turmoil trouble. trouble yeah yeah uh, Hebrews thirteen five never will I leave you nor will I forsake you I mean uh, you know there's a there's a there's a double never there never never will I leave uh, if God says it once it ought to be sufficient but He actually doubles it right there mm-hmm. never never will I leave you or forsake you mm. okay so Hebrews thirteen five Psalm forty six Deuteronomy thirty three twenty seven is that what you said uh, yes okay uh, so what are some other verses that we could store up. I actually think the last part of of Romans 8 is so helpful. Um, Whether verse 32, that he's given us a son, how will he not not also give us all things? Um, People know Romans 8, 28, um, that God works all things for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. But verses 31 through 39 um, is just a whole litany of, of things that are basically saying, what can separate you from the love of, of God in Christ Jesus? And yeah. the answer is nothing can separate you that's from right. the love of God. And, and and I think that's just important to remember that in the midst of the difficulties of life, the love of God for, for you as his child has not changed one iota. Right. I, I would argue also Psalm 23. Um, I mean, it might be mm-hmm. the most famous oh, yeah. chapter in the Bible. But And, and look, um, so the Lord is... My shepherd, we just did this little activity with my kids during family worship through the night. Well, what does a shepherd do? And I just asked that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, a shepherd, you know, takes the sheep when they go astray and finds them. He leaves the 99, goes after the one. The shepherd makes sure that sheep gets fed. And that's working through the psalm. You know, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. The shepherd protects from the wolves. And so when we're talking about <clears throat> memorizing these words, we're not talking about it like so that you can rehearse them in some robotic way but so that you can meditate on them and re-chew on them again mm-hmm. and, fi- and find the nourishing sap from, from those truths that you've stored. I know that I'm going to be in danger here of being accused of, of some things again, but <laughs> there's a great children's devotional book. Um, so not only do I spend too much time watching kids' movies, I mm-hmm. watch. I spend way too much time reading kids' books. Well, it um, is about your level, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, try to, I try to stretch myself. <laughs> Um, Susan Hunt wrote a book called Sammy and His Shepherd. I love that book. And it works through Psalm 23. Great art, too. Great artwork, great storyline, so accessible, so... um, For being a kid's book, it has so many just riches and depths for for your children Mm -hmm. about Psalm 23 and the relationship of us as sheep to our shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so... Yeah, we're, you know, the, you talked about what does the shepherd do? He knows his sheep, he yeah. feeds his sheep, he leads his sheep, and he protects his sheep. And, yeah. that, you know, and he promises his sheep, surely goodness and mercy, mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Exactly, exactly. I think that one of the things that, you know, we're, we're talking about this, you know, and how we store up God's word in our heart, but what do I do when those moments come? Uh, you know, is a is another thing which we need to store God's word up in our hearts so that we know what to do. And and Philippians uh, chapter four verses six and seven says, "Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God." 
And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So when I take it to God, I can leave it with God. Yeah. Um, you know, and and know that He's going to do what is best for me. And you know, I can I, you know, with thanksgiving, I can thank Him for everything that uh, how all these things have been brought uh, to me uh, through His hand in order for. Not a word of the God of God to fall to the ground, but accomplish what it purposed. I think at the end of the day, what we're doing is we're saying God is a God of truth. God is a God of promise. And when we store God's word in our heart and our mind, what we're saying is I I believe God and I trust God and I will rely and live upon what he has spoken because it's sure and it will come to pass and not one word of god is will will fall away without coming to fruition every promise is amen in jesus christ and sometimes i think we live forgetting what god has declared and so and this can be one of the 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 ways that you can help minister to other people is just yeah. bring them back to god's yeah. word and by the way so um one of the additional truths about memorizing God's word, preparing for these suffering times is when we believe a promise of God afresh, that is what Paul calls a supply of the spirit. So he says, does he who supplies the spirit to you, does he do that by works of the law or by hearing with faith? So when we, it's like Spurgeon used to talk about how the promises of God are like checks that God writes to us. The promise is in the form of a check. And when you believe the promise, it's taking the check to the bank and cashing it and releasing the funds. When we believe God's uh, word, so in those moments of, of distress and despair, you believe that promise that you have stored up in your heart and there's a fresh supply of the spirit that is mm-hmm. released. It's light and darkness. Yep. And what we need when we go through the difficult times is just light, and God's Word provides it. That's right. Well, this has been the Gospel for Life. We hope that you have benefited and been edified from this series. We'll see you next time.